0: Hey friends, welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I'm Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and we are gonna continue our journey in reading the Bible together every day this year. Today we'll be reading Hosea 6 through 10, as well as Psalm 123, and just as a heads up, y'all know part of my heart and intention for the Preacher Chick is to be a place where we build community around faith and family. We're talking about family, then that means family, right? And so, as you know, I want this series in my podcast of reading the Bible together every day to be one that's genuine and reflective of what it means to set aside time in a busy schedule, in a house, as a mom, as a dad, life happening around you and sometimes I'm recording at my church office and sometimes I'm recording here at home. I happen to be recording here at home today where you're probably going to hear the washing machine going in the background. You're probably gonna hear my family walking around upstairs. And um, I guess, why do I do this and leave it and not try to create a quieter space all the time? Um, I don't know if anybody asks that or not, but I think I can sum it up in saying because reading the Bible is a discipline that we build and practice that we put into place and we can do it even when we have family and life happening around us. And so um, if you hear it all, just know I am just as real as everybody else. I'm probably more transparent than many. And, um, what you see is what you get. So let's go. Come, let us return to the Lord for he has torn us and he will heal us. He has wounded us and he will bind up our wounds. He will revive us after two days. And on the third day, he will raise us up so we can live in his presence. Let us strive to know the Lord. His appearance is as sure as the dawn. He will come to us like the rain, like the spring showers that water the land. What am I going to do with you, Ephraim? What am I going to do with you, Judah? Your love is like the morning mist and like the early dew that vanishes. This is why I have used prophets to cut them down. I have killed them with the words from my mouth. My judgment strikes like lightning, for I desire faithful love and not sacrifice. The knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. But they, like Adam, have violated the covenant. There they have betrayed me. Gilead is a city of evil doers, tracked with bloody footprints, like raiders who wait an ambush for someone. A band of priests and murderers on the road to Shechem. They commit atrocities. I have seen horrible. I have seen something horrible in the house of Israel. Ephraim's promiscuity is there. Israel is defiled. A harvest is also appointed for you, Judah. When I return my people from captivity, when I heal Israel the iniquity of ephraim and the crimes of samaria will be exposed for they practice fraud a thief breaks in a raiding party pillages outside but they never consider what i remember that i remember all their evil now their actions are all around them they are right in front of my face they please the king with their evil and princes with their lies all of them commit adultery they are like an oven heated by a baker who stops stirring the fire from the kneading of the dough until it is leavened on the day of our king the princes are sick with the heat of wine. There is a conspiracy with traitors, for their, for they, their hearts are like an oven, draw him into their oven. Their anger smolders all night, and in the morning it blazes like a flaming fire. All of them are as hot as an oven, and they consume their rulers. All their kings fall. Not one of them calls on me. Ephraim has allowed himself to get mixed up with the nations. Ephraim is un, unturned, bread baked on a griddle. Foreigners consume his strength, but he does not notice. Even his hair is streaked with gray, but he does not notice. Israel's arrogance testifies against them, yet they do not return to the Lord their God. And for all this, they do not seek him. So Ephraim has become like a silly, senseless dove. They call to Egypt, and they go to Assyria. As they are going, I will spread my net over them. I will bring them down like the birds of the sky. I will discipline them in accordance with the news that reaches their assembly. Woe to them, for they fled from me. Destruction to them, for they rebelled against me. Though I want to redeem them, they speak lies against me. They do not cry to me from their hearts, rather they wail on their beds. They slash themselves for grain and new wine. They turn away from me. I trained and strengthened their arms, but they plot evil against me. They turn, but not to what is above. They are like a faulty bow. Their leaders will fall by the sword. Because of their insolent tongue, they will be ridiculed for this in the land of Egypt. Put the horn to your mouth. One like an eagle comes against the house of the Lord because they transgress my covenant and rebel against my law. Israel cries out to me, my God, we know you. Israel has rejected what is good and an and enemy will pursue him. They have installed kings, but not through me. They have pointed leaders, but without my approval. They make their silver and gold for, into idols for themselves, for their own destruction. Your calf idol is rejected, Samaria. My anger burns against them. How long will they be incapable of innocence? For this thing is from Israel. A craftsman made it, and it is not God. The calf of Samaria will be smashed to bits. Indeed, they sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. There is no standing grain. What sprouts fails What sprouts fails to yield flour? Even if they did, foreigners would swallow it up. Israel is swallowed up. Now they are among the nations like discarded pottery, for they have gone up to Assyria like a wild donkey going off on its own. Ephraim has paid for love. Even though they hire lovers among the nations, I will now round them up, and they will begin to decrease in number under the burden of the king and leaders. When Ephraim multiplied his altars for sin, they became his altars for sinning. Though I were to write out for him the thousand points of my instruction, they would be regarded as something strange. There, though they offer sacrificial gifts and eat the flesh, the Lord does not accept them. Now he will remember their guilt and punish their sins. They will return to Egypt. Israel has forgotten his maker and built palaces. Judah has also multiplied fortified fortified cities. I will send fire on their cities and it will consume their citadels. Israel, do not rejoice jubilantly as the nations do, for you have acted promiscuously, leaving your God. You love the wages of a prostitute on every grain threshing floor. Threshing floor and wine vat will not sustain them, and the new wine will fail them. They will not stay in the land of the Lord. Instead, Ephraim will return to Egypt, and they will eat unclean food in Assyria. They will not pour out their wine offerings to the Lord, and their sacrifices will not please him. Their food will be like the bread of mourners. All who eat it will become defiled, for their bread will be, for their appetites alone, it will not enter the house of the Lord. What will you do on a festival day, on the day of the Lord's feast? For even if they flee from devastation, Egypt will gather them and Memphis will bury them. Thistles will take, the, will take possession of their precious silver. Thorns will invade their tents. The days of punishment have come. The days of retribution have come. Let Israel recognize it. The prophet is a fool and the inspired man is insane. Because of the magnitude of your iniquity and hostility, Ephraim's watchman is with my God. Yet the prophet encounters a bird trap on all his pathways. Hostility is in the house of his God. They have deeply corrupted themselves as in the days of Gibeah. He will remember their iniquity. He will punish their sins. I discovered Israel like grapes in the wilderness. I saw your fathers like the first fruit of the fig tree in its first season. But they went to Baal Peor, consecrated themselves to shame, and became abhorrent like the thing they loved. Ephraim's glory will fly away like a bird no birth no pregnancy no conception even if they raise children I will bereave one each one of them yes woe to them when I depart from them I have seen Ephraim like tire planted in a meadow so Ephraim will bring out his children to the executioner give them lord what should you give give them a womb that miscarries and breasts that are dry all their evil appears at Gilgal for there I began to hate them I will drive them from my house because of their evil, wicked actions. I will no longer love them. All their leaders are rebellious. Ephraim is struck down. Their roots are withered. They cannot bear fruit. Even if they bear children, I will kill the precious offspring of their wombs. My God will reject them because they have not listened to him. They will become wanderers among the nations. Israel is a lush vine. It it yields fruit for itself. The more his fruit increased, the more he increased the altars. The better his land produced and... Better, they made the sacred pillars. Their hearts are devious. Now they must bear the guilt. The Lord will break down their altars and demolish their sacred pillars. In fact, they are now saying, We have no king, for we do not fear the Lord. What can a king do for us? They speak mere words, taking false oaths while making covenants. So lawsuits break out like poisonous weeds in the furrows of a field. The residents of Samaria will have anxiety over the calf of beth Indeed, its idolatrous priests rejoiced over it. The people will mourn over it, over its glory. It will certainly go into exile. The calf itself will be taken to Assyria as an offering to the great king. Ephraim will, be ex- will experience shame. Israel will be ashamed of its counsel. Samaria's king will disappear like foam on the surface of the water. The high places of Avon, the sin of Israel, will be destroyed. Thorns and thistles will grow over their altars. They will say to the mountains, cover us. And the hills, fall on us. Israel, you have sinned since the days of Gibeah. They have taken their stand there. Will not war against the unjust overtake them in Gibeah? I will discipline them at my discretion. Nations will be gathered against them to put them in bondage for their double iniquity. Ephraim is a well-trained calf that loves to thresh. But I will place a yoke on her fine neck. I will harness Ephraim. Judah will plow. Jacob will do the final plowing. Sow righteousness for yourselves and reap faithful love. Break up your unplowed ground. It's time to seek the Lord. Now, some translations here say break up your fallow ground. Basically, it's the, it's the ground that you've not put the work into. Um, sow righteousness for yourselves and reap faithful love. Break up your unplowed ground. It's time to seek the Lord until he comes and sends righteousness on you like the rain. Wow, that verse is really ringing to me. That's, that's chapter 10 of Hosea, verse 12. I feel, like, I feel like that may be a call to God's people right now. You have plowed wickedness and reaped injustice. You have eaten the fruit of lies. Because you've trusted in your own way and in your large number of soldiers, the roar of battle will rise against your people, and all your fortifications will be demolished in a day of war, like Shalman's destruction of Beth Arbol. Mothers will be dashed to pieces along with their children, so it will be done to you, Bethel, because of your extreme evil. At dawn, the king of Israel will be totally destroyed. That's our reading for Hosea today. And now for Psalm one twenty-three. I lift my eyes to you, the one enthroned in heaven, like a servant's eyes on his master's hand, like a servant girl's eyes on her mistress's hand. So are our eyes on the Lord our God until he shows us favor. Show us favor, Lord, show us favor, for we have had more than enough contempt. We've had more than enough scorn from the arrogant and contempt from the proud. And I thought since today is Mother's Day, Um, I wanted to just speak for a second to this. Um, I know that for some, Mother's Day is hard, whether it's because you have not had a great relationship with your mom or because you desperately want to be a mom and it just hasn't happened yet. I want to speak to you first. And I want to first say that I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that your connection and relationship to your mom has been difficult or non-existent. What I pray for you today is that you will be able to sit back and recognize where there may be a woman or maybe a few women who have stepped into that role. Um, And they're the ones you go to when you are uncertain or you need prayer. They're the ones that give you encouragement. Um, And I just pray that you are reminded that when our earthly parents (laughs) fail us, our Heavenly Father never does, and He surrounds us with people who love us. And to the moms who, or the women who want to be moms, and for one reason or another, It's not been something that you've been able to see come to fruition. Or maybe you saw it for a brief moment and feel like it was ripped from you. Can I tell you, I'm sorry too. And can I tell you that my prayer for you today is that the peace of the Lord would envelop your heart and that the joy of the Lord would cover your mind. I can't even imagine what today is like for you. And it's okay for you to feel the way you feel. But I also need to honor and recognize moms. Thank you for all you do. And maybe today you can reach out to someone in your community, in your circle in your tribe who falls into one of those other two camps and wrap your arms around them and give them a big hug can you do that for me today proverbs 31 we often think of as the proverbs 31 woman right like it's the standard that we have to live up to proverb the proverbs 31 woman is the gold standard and several years ago i learned that Proverbs 31 is not a standard for women to live up to, but did you know that on Shabbat, the husbands, the men of the house actually recite this as a blessing over their wives? Did you know that? It's, it's not a demand of you have to be this way. It is a blessing they speak over their wives. And I am not a man, we know this, <laughs> but as a fellow woman, And as a friend, as a preacher chick, I want to read this over you today as a blessing. Beginning in verse 10. Who can find a wife of noble character? She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will not lack anything good. She rewards him with good, not evil, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with willing hands. She's like the merchant ships bringing her food from far away. She rises while it is still night and provides food for her household and portions for her female servants. She evaluates a field and buys it. She plants a vineyard with her earnings. She draws on her strength and reveals that her arms are strong. She sees that her profits are good and her lamp never goes out at night. She extends her hands to the spinning staff and her hands hold the spindle. Her hands reach out to the poor. She extends her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of her household when it snows. She's not afraid for her household when it snows, for all in her household are clo- doubly clothed. She makes her own bed coverings. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known at the city gates, where he sits among the elders of the land. She makes and sells linen garments. She delivers belts to the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she can laugh at the time to come. Her mouth speaks wisdom, and loving instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the activities of her household and is never idle. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. Many women have done noble deeds, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. Give her the reward of her labor and let her works praise her at the city gates. Have a great day, friends. I'll see you back here tomorrow for day 129.